Hello and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 37. My name is Nathan Hirsch, and I'm joined today, as always, with my guy, Jake Slobodnik. Jake, how's it going? It's going good, man. How was car shopping today? Well, I got myself a new car. Um, I did. I woke up this morning... And I did not expect that I would be getting myself a new car. But here we are. Here we are. I took my car into the shop. And she has died. My old car. So it was time to get a new one. And I did. And uh, it was a long day. (laughs) What kind of car? I'm a big Toyota guy because uh, I'm all about reliability and... Some good old gas mileage, so I got a good old, nice, basic, used 2016 Toyota Camry. And uh, she handles real nice, I'll tell you that much. Hey, that's good. As long as it's good on gas, especially nowadays, that's always a win for you. You know what I say, point A to point B. That's right. what I'm about. So, yeah, not too bad. Um, pretty stressful day. For the Pirates, though. Pretty much uh, the same as what we've been seeing here for over a week now. The Pirates have now lost, what is it? Eight in a row. Eight eight straight games. Yes, they have lost eight straight games. They've been swept again, two straight series sweeps, this time against the St. Louis Cardinals. I will say in this game, though, at least we saw some home runs. Um, You know, Colin Moran, two home runs. Brian Reynolds came off of the bench, had two at-bats, two hits, including a two-run homer. So uh, three two-run homers from the Pirates today. Unfortunately, JT Brubaker was pitching for the Pirates, and he likes to allow a bunch of home runs. Uh, He allowed two home runs, five innings, five earned runs, blah, 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 blah. The Pirates lost again. And, um, yeah, another sweep. Jake, what do you think? Well, I could go off the handle and say how bad this series was, but honestly, that's <laughs> that's just a dead horse right now. We'd just be beating it. So, uh, I mean, it is it is what it is. We knew this was coming. Um, unfortunately, JT Brubaker still can't find the strike zone, and when he does, it's always a hanging curveball. Always gets hit out of the park. I don't know where this problem came from on him. Uh, it, just, it seemed like it just developed this year, but... Now he drops to four and twelve this season. When realistically, I pegged him to be more of a five hundred guy, um, or at least you know n- way better than what he's doing now. But I mean, I mean that's just one part. That's one takeaway from this week. It's been a rough series. First two games, we only could muster three total hits. Yep. Um, one of them was a home run by Hoy Park. Two of them yesterday were from Colin Moran. I mean, it's it's pretty pathetic if you ask me. And then the worst part. You know, Jason Mackey from the Post Gazette was talking to Brubaker after the game, and he's like, "We're trying to have fun," and I'm like, "How the hell are you having any fun right now? Like, you guys are playing like garbage. Nobody wants to come see you. Nobody wants to watch you. Like, you can't sit there and tell me that you want to have fun or you're trying to have fun when you guys are on this. I can't even call it a cold streak. That would be offensive to cold, but like, holy shit, <laughs> this is just this is just awful. And I feel bad for Will Crow because he actually pitched decently yesterday. And he got no offensive support to show for it. Um, I forget who did we pitch the other day. Um, it was Brault. Yeah, Brault. He five innings, two earned. I mean, that's good enough to win a lot of the time. But yeah, like you said, the offense was non-existent. 
first two games. Yeah, and I mean, Brault didn't look too bad. It's just you can't give up two straight homers. Uh, yeah, he gave up two home runs, but he did strike out six, didn't walk any. I was happy with what I saw from Brault, but yeah, like you said, two home runs allowed. Um, I just want to intervene real quick with Brubaker. I can tell you what's wrong with Brubaker. Um, so, beginning of the year, he was really solid. Uh, I think a part of that can be attributed to the fact that he was new and there wasn't really a book out on him yet. He pitched a little bit in 2020, but not not too much. He got out to a nice start this year. And then the other thing is his spin rates have been down. Uh, they have been down since spin rates have been, you know, made illegal with using sticky stuff. Who knows what JT Brubaker using perhaps he wasn't using anything and he's just kind of fatigued at this point and that could be another factor into why his spin rate's down but his spin rate is down you know he's getting obliterated runs wise i i don't know how many home runs he's given up this season but it has to be more than 20 i would assume yeah um he's up to 25 home runs given up so far this season the era it's up to 5.13 um, and yeah, he's almost, he's almost given up more home runs than he's walked hitters, 25 home runs, 31 walks. I'm not ready to, you know, call him a bust isn't even the right word. Cause we really never saw him as like a future asset or anything, but I'm not ready to give up on him yet. Um, he's been, he's been bad. He's been really, really bad over his last eight or so starts, but so is everyone else. Um, like we did say, though, Brault looked good. Will Crow, he really fought through four and two-thirds. The first three innings, I don't know, man. Maybe the Pirates should adopt a three-innings-at-a-time type of deal because Crow is always great in his first three innings. Some of these other guys, uh, sometimes Brubaker, not today, I don't think. I think the Car- yeah, the Cardinals jumped on him pretty early. They scored a run in the first but some of these guys maybe maybe shoot for three to four innings instead of trying to get get that five or six. Maybe maybe let's try to piggyback some of these starters rather than getting you know the full starters amounts. Especially at this point too, whenever Chad Cole gets back, there's going to be seven or so guys that could potentially start. I've been saying this: you got Cole, you got Brault, you got Keller. You can laugh at that as much as you want. You got Crow. <laughs> You got um, Brubaker, you got Kranich, and I'm forgetting one more. Um, Bryce Wilson. Yeah, and Bryce Wilson. That's seven guys right there. So you can get get funky a little bit. Maybe let's piggyback some of these guys. Go three innings, then three innings, something like that. Uh, I, I don't see why the Pirates can't get a little creative down the stretch here because these games don't matter whatsoever. And uh, – I kind of saw on Twitter today a little bit the uh, the mob was out. They they were talking about Oscar Marine and how how credible he's been as the Pirates pitching coach. Because if you look at it this year, Brubaker was the guy that you could point to and say, yeah, that's a guy that he's really – he looks like he's solid. Uh, he's been developed well. But that has gone sour. And you look at it now, the only good pitchers on this team – like, you know, Cole has been decent. Brawl has been decent. They have been in the major leagues for multiple years. 
their experience. And, you know, Rich Rod and Tyler Anderson, they were good, but obviously they were traded, and their success did not hinge whatsoever upon Oscar Marine. Some of these younger guys, they've done absolutely nothing. They have sucked. Every one of them. Every one of them have sucked. And, um, you know, like you said, it's hard to win games when you have three hits in two two games. But uh, pitching, I mean, all around this team is just truly dreadful. Yeah, and it's going to be a rough road going forward. Like, this, these final few months are going to be garbage. I actually saw a tweet the other day saying, I can't wait for those MVP chants coming from the five fans in late September baseball at TNC <laughs> Park. It's going to be it's going to be hysterical because you got Bryce Brian Reynolds who's actually doing well, but I think he's sat more than some people in the past month and uh, mm, it's rough. And going back to your comment about, you know, the mob going after Oscar Marine, I I don't know. I really don't know. I cuz he came in for 2020, correct? Yeah, 2020 was his first season, which, you know, that's not a real season. Right. And 2021 is really his first taste of 162 and just to see how it taxes his pitchers. So I wouldn't necessarily pull the plug on him yet. Yes, his, his you look at all of our pitchers and they've just been absolutely sucking all year. And yeah, you, it does make you wonder. But at the same time, I don't think this is going to be a big issue right now. Now, if we come in next year and obviously things are the same and nothing works and pitchers are still getting hurt and we're still getting pounded. Yeah, obviously that calls that calls Marine onto the carpet. I would definitely say that it's time to say, you know, maybe we need to get a new pitching coach. But right now, I don't think situation's too dire for us to do that. And it, it, it really goes hand in hand with the with the arguments some people have made about Derek Shelton and how we need to pull the plug on him. You know, it's it's one of those things where you're going to have half of the people saying don't do it, half of the people saying do it. It's it's one of those double edged swords where you don't really know what exactly to do, and either way, there's good and bad to both sides. Yeah, uh, I agree with you 100%. I'm not saying it's time to uh, get rid of Marine just yet. Um, like you said, next year we'll see. We'll see if none of these pitchers progress. If Mitch Keller is not any better next year, if uh, you know Crow, any pitcher, any pitcher at all, if they don't, if none of them progress next season, then we can have a serious conversation. So I agree with that. Uh, where do you stand on Derek Shelton right now? Because I remember early on in the season, you know, maybe it was May, maybe it was June. You, you and Jeremy wanted him out, basically fired. Capiche? See ya. What What do you uh, What do you think now? I still want him gone, but I know damn well it ain't going to happen until we're ready to contend. And yeah. really, I, I I see that now because especially with how he's reacting to some of the players not really living up to their potential. I will say I find it funny that in his interview yesterday after the game, he was basically like, we're going to have to start scouring the waiver wire. <laughs> we don't do any better. I'm like, oh, so Shelton's finally got some balls after it's declared that there's no winning season this year. I find <laughs> that funny, but I wouldn't say I'm as hard on him right now as I was before. Probably just because, like, yeah, I'm now starting to see how much of a placeholder and a patsy he really is for the Pirates. He reminds me so much of Jim Tracy whenever he took over for two years, he mm -hmm. was two years and gone. And it was just when the pirates just absolutely sucked. So it's the same disease with Derek Shelton. Unfortunately, we got to probably put up with him for another year, but I think by 2023, we're going to see a bit of a change and maybe some new faces in there. So to answer your question, I'm not as 
I, I want him out, but I know it's not going to happen for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you just look at it. There's just – I really do feel bad for Brian Reynolds, to be honest, because you look at it. He's a four-win player right now, and and that's before today on uh, Fangraphs. And he is – he's a – I said this before, but he's a legitimate top-five position player this season. And you look at the Pirates roster, it's him, and then the next best player is Jacob Stallings which Stallings has been pretty solid this year as a catcher. I mean, like, if St- if Jacob Stallings was your catcher, like, you have a chance to be a playoff team just as long as, you know, he's hitting eighth and just doing catcher things and being an important catcher. But he's solid. And then after that, I mean, Hayes, is, he's slowed down. He's struggled. He's uh, He hasn't been that great, which I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll give Hayes time. Gamble has been like one of their best players this season, and it's just, it's uh, it's really, it's tough to watch. We've kind of, we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but Hoy Park, I still like what I've been seeing from him. He's only had you know close to forty plate appearances, so you can't really judge anything on him. The home run was nice to see, and I do like his approach. But if you look at it right now. On the Pirates, on uh, Fangraphs right now, the Pirates have seven current players that have a positive F-war on their team. And then when you look at players that have a negative F-war, oh, my God. I'm just going to count every Pirate, whether they're playing or not right now, position players only, that have a negative F-war. I'm just going to go through them all. John Nagalski, minus 0.1. Hunter Rowan, he barely played five plate appearances. Minus 0.1. Michael Perez, minus 0.1. Troy Stokes Jr., he's long gone, minus 0.1. Kevin Newman, minus 0.2. Dustin Fowler, long gone, minus 0.3. Kai Tom, he'll be back soon, minus 0.3. Il Damaro Vargas, he got a cup of coffee, minus 0.3. Cole Tucker, minus 0.3. Jared Oliva. Oliva, Oliva, sorry, minus 0.4. Will Craig, I hope you're doing well. Nate, did we lose you? Hello? I think we might have lost Nate. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, boy. Nate, if you can hear me, we kind of lost you a little bit, but nonetheless, we get... I'm sorry. You're... Oh, you're good. How long did you lose me for? About 10 seconds? 10 to 15. Okay. I, I basically went through every player just now that uh, has a minus F war, and there are... There's 18 of them, okay? There's 18 players on the Pirates who've played this season that have an F4 of less than zero. So, I mean, that's all you really need to know. And to the the the, po- the top three, as in the bottom three, Eric Gonzalez, he's gone minus 0.7. Gregory Polanco, there he is, minus 0.6. And Anthony Alford, minus 0.5. So, it's just... Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty terrible just to uh, highlight that. Um, and, and it's even funnier because the players that have stopped in for a cup of coffee rank higher than those who have been on the roster all season long. Pretty much. And But the, the also the other funny part is some of those players that stopped in for a cup of coffee, they also are in those 18 players of minus F-war territory. 
Um, here, I'll just count here real quick. On the pitching side, well, let's see here. What is uh, – there's only eight. Only eight players with a minus F war. So, in total, the, the Pirates have almost a full roster of players who have an F war that have played this season who have an F war that is less than zero. So, that's all you really know. need to know pretty much. Um, our guy, Will Crow, it's sad to see. He's minus 0. 0.4. In 80 innings pitched, but uh, that's that's the way it is. So the Pirates are pretty terrible, and this kind of brings us to our next point here. What we kind of wanted to talk about: we each picked five players that have they have not. Well, they could have appeared in the major leagues, I guess, but there are five players in the minor leagues right now that you'd like to see get called up and pretty much get a chance just to add a little bit of new blood. Not necessarily to help, but maybe to help. But just five players we each picked to uh, who we want to see get some playing time at least. And I'll tell you what, Jake, uh, I made a list of five, and even that was kind of tough because looking at it, there is not a lot of help immediately. But um, I'll let you go first, and then I'll I'll uh, I'll tell you if he's on my list. We probably have similar lists, to be honest, but we could just go through. So you uh, you go first and tell me one of your five. All right. First off, I don't think you might. I don't think you had him, but he's a pitcher who's on Indy. We actually got him mid-season. He was mm-hmm. actually part of our team before. Tanner Anderson. He's actually been sort of solid for Indianapolis. And okay. While I don't see him as part of the long-term future, I mean, kid's been killing it down in AAA. I think he's got a sub one. Oh no, he's got a two forty-five ERA, but he held a sub one three ERA for the longest time, and he's pitched in twenty-two games. He's got a four-one record, a one thirty-six WHIP. Dude is just crushing it, and while he hasn't really panned out in the majors, I would just love to see him come up and at least get some opportunities with the major league club. And and, and that's just that's just the bottom line for it. Was he on your list at all? Uh, no, not one bit. He didn't, <laughs> I didn't even see him. But I will say he was with the Pirates. He's a former Pirate. He was with the Pirates in 2018, and uh, I mean it didn't really go well for him then. He walked more hitters. Then he struck out over, you know, just 11 innings pitch. But I'm looking at his stats right now, and like you said, 18 innings. He's only given up three earned runs, struck out 14. The walks are still an issue. He's walked eight, but at this point, hey, why not? Honestly, uh, we could give Tanner Anderson a a uh, a chance here. I'll give you one of mine. This is one of the more obvious ones, but he's been killing it since coming over to the Pirates, and that is Michael Chavis. I'm trying yep. to find him. Uh, you know, play some first base. He already has three home runs and 29 at bats with Indy. I don't know if you saw his home run the other night, but it was an absolute pimp job blast. Bat drop right away. Extremely picture esque. Um, you know, he still strikes out a lot. He's only walked once, but let's see if we can get Chavis in the lineup and, you know, maybe he can provide a little thump and you put him at first base if you want, play him at second if you want. You know, it's sad to say, but Rodolfo Castro has really been struggling lately. He's hitting like 130 as a lefty, so maybe we get Chavis in there. Maybe we give him at bats and uh, see what he can do in the mages. Yeah, he was on my list, obviously. I I mean, you saw my reaction whenever we got him from Boston for Austin Davis. And yeah. 
I'm so happy that he's doing well. And I, I did see that home run. It was a complete pimp job. And God, is it refreshing to see a pimp job in a Pirates team. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how refreshing it was. So I really want to see him come up. You know, I I agree with Castro. I was actually talking about it earlier today at work. I said, you know, Castro's just been not doing the job. We need to get somebody else up here. And I think Chavis is the right guy. I, I do agree why Charrington put him to AAA just to see what he'd do when he first got there and whether he's worthy of an MLB spot. I think he's um I think he's really exceeded expectations and I'm I'm sure we'll see him come up in the next few weeks. One hundred percent. All right, you're up next. Who else do you have on your list? All right, next on my list, uh, I'm going to go with a bit of a catcher because I'm telling you what, I'm so tired of watching Michael Perez every day. He is <laughs> the weirdest player I've ever seen. Um, bit of a guy who also came over midseason, uh, may not be doing the best right now, but I would love to see him up in the MLB. Taylor Davis hitting 267 and 90 ABs, 659 OPS. Um, not too bad lifetime stats in the minors. And I think he just hasn't had a chance to break it with an MLB club yet. And I think with a, you know, with sort of a rebranding team like the pirates, I really think they should just look at some of the younger guys in that position to sort of give at bats to, you know, you could fill in for stallings on an off day or something like that. Plus Indy has, Indy has four rostered catchers right now. Uh, that's a load to take as a team, whether it's in a major or minor league setting. So I think we can afford to maybe call up another catcher, um, He's not on the ML or the 40 man though, but I think with some DFAs that are coming our way soon, I'm sure he'll get his opportunity. I know Charrington might not want to use Hudson yet. Beth and Court, I think, is going to play the full season in Indy. Um, if not, he might see some MLB time, but it's sort of limited, so I'd keep him down. But Davis, I think we could definitely afford to bring him up for a few games, see what he brings to us, and you know, whether or not he could possibly be a trade chip in the future. So give me Taylor Davis um, and possibly get rid of Michael Perez. Taylor Davis. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I never heard of, never had heard of him in my life. But I'm looking at him right now. He got seven walks to just three strikeouts. Unfortunately for him, though, 52 at bats, and he still does not have an extra base hit. But uh, like you said, there are a ton of catchers in Indy. I don't, I don't know uh, who would be much, you know. Who's going to be much worse than Michael Perez? Um, so you know, sure, we'll see. I'm I'm looking at Joe Hudson too here. Maybe, maybe he he's he's kind of been the everyday guy, has he not? In AAA, him. Oh well, him and uh, Hudson's got 43 games. Andrew Susak, he's been down there all year too. He's got he's played in 11 games, but uh, yeah, sure. I'll give you Taylor Davis. It's 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 someone to just throw out there. Why why the hell not? Um, my next pick, another obvious one. I definitely want to see Tucapita. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Marcano, Tucapita, Marcano. He hasn't been hitting the cover off the ball in his 12 games in Indianapolis, but uh, you know he's drawn the walks, nine walks to ten strikeouts. I like that a lot. 255 average. He's only slugging 373 so far, but he does have a triple. He's got a home run. He also has a double, so he's hit for the cycle kind of over 51 uh, at-bats. But uh, I want to see what he's got. Like we said, another middle infielder. Um, Maybe he could play some short, some second. I don't want to see Kevin Newman get any more starts and kind of like what we hinted at – 
I'm starting to wonder if Rodolfo Castro would be better suited to get a little more seasoning in AAA. He kind of seems overmatched. You know, it's it's an extremely short or small sample size. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'm definitely ready to see what Marcano has to bring at the major league level. I'm going with the obvious guys. You got the sleepers. Yeah, and I mean, I think we kind of expected that because we didn't, you know, right. we didn't want to have similar lists because that exactly, was exactly. in that. Plus, uh, around the Bucks dugout chatter, I'm kind of known for my shitty takes on who to bring up to the MLB squad, but that's for another time. <laughs> oh, I I couldn't disagree more. Your <laughs> on point. Uh, all right, who do you got next? This one might be a little bit more of a you know, not. Might be a mid-range sleeper, sometimes a little uh, obvious. Fabricio Macias, I think I said that right. Um, he's an outfielder down in AAA. He has been absolutely crushing it, and the big thing that stands out to me, he jumped from uh, high A Greensboro to Indy after just 44 games down in single A, so obviously he's doing something right. Um, looking at his line, he slashed 316, 364, 497 in high A. Now he's hitting 296, 351, 408. So this kid can hit all around. And I mean, our outfield situation is kind of shit right now. So I would, I mean, if if this is a guy who we have in our system and we aren't afraid to uh, bump up quickly, then what's the harm if we bring up Macias and see what he does, especially with Alford really sucking now that we gave, we gave him a second chance. He got two hits in his first game. And ever since then, he has struck out every time, if maybe one hit here and there. But I would love to see Macias take over uh, an outfield spot uh, before Polanco or Alfred, honestly. So that's not bad. Uh, I will say though that catch by Alfred was absolutely insane the other night when he robbed Harrison Bader on that sinking line drive down the line. But yes, Alfred has just been absolutely terrible. Um, you know, hitting. I'll I'll give you credit on there. Uh, Masi- um, Fabricio, that's a good pick. You kind of lost me a little bit on the catcher. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but with, with, how do you say his last name? Macias? Macias. Macias. You know, he only has 70 at-bats in AAA, but, you know, at this point, if you're not a top prospect and we're not trying to, you know, manipulate your, uh, service time, why the hell not? He's 23 years old. Like you said, he made the jump from single A to triple A, which pretty interesting to see Ben Sherrington give players such opportunities but that's a good pick stick him out in the outfield he does have two home runs he's slugging over 400 which i mean that's not like the best thing in the world but the on base is nice the average is nice he's been hitting why not give him a chance give him a few starts i'm definitely all for that um let's see my next pick i need to ask you a question is uh is your guy who's now not my guy a little bit too. Is Shea Spitzbarth, is he still in Pittsburgh? I don't remember if he was. If he was no, sent. he was optioned, I think, when Keller came back. Okay. I well, think. let's bring him back, uh, please. You know, yeah, he is in AAA right now. He only got to pitch two innings in the majors, and uh, it's kind of funny. He didn't give up any runs or anything. His ERA is still zero. His XERA is 737. And his ex-FIP is 825. But he still hasn't given up any runs. So I do not care. He's given up three hits. He's given up a walk. Um, but let's see Let's see what he's got. Because 
we kind of been saying he's been automatic in AAA all season long. So with the way our bullpen looks, let's bring him back. Let's get him some reps. And, uh, you know, Nick Mears is kind of intriguing, I will say, for the Pirates. But you've been on this all year long, and I, I kind of – I've kind of uh, – kind of stuck up for him a little bit but i'm i'm done with Dwayne underwood jr i'm done with kyle keller you know i'm done with some of these guys they are just terrible you know we're giving anthony banda reps like he looked decent the other day but like what are we doing here um i hate to say it but like i'm i don't know how i feel about cody Ponce. he's really struggled although he has been a little unlucky Lately, I, I must say, but he got blown up in his last outing the other night. Just let's get some new blood in the bullpen. Um, let me see Shea Spitz, Shea Spitz Barf get an actual chance. So that's that's my – was that my fourth pick? Yeah, that was my fourth pick. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think that was – I think this is my fifth. So, yeah, I mean, save it the best for last, honestly. Mm-hmm. I would rather see Spitzy in the game instead of, like you said – Keller or anyone like that. I want to see Banda more just because he's been solid so far. Yeah, has but, been. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I know why Underwood's still there. He's he's able to eat up innings. He's a long. Yeah, no, player. you're right. You're right. But, but but like, yeah, I'm so tired of watching him too because you know, like, whenever he comes in, it's just an all. He's like the Clay Holmes. He's an automatic punt almost. And <laughs> uh, not for the I, Yankees, though. Not for the Yankees. Clay Holmes for the Yankees is freaking. Uh, I don't know uh, who's who's the right-handed super ace uh, starter who throws 99. I'm still waiting. It's going to be really sweet. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's going to be really sweet when Clay Holmes gets blown up that first time in New York because Yankees fans have just been they've been loving Clay Holmes and they just don't know yet. And that first time where he gives up five runs, walks four, and gives up a grand freaking salami, it's going to be delicious. But sorry, sorry, keep keep going. No, I will take Clay Holmes bashing any other day. So if you need to interrupt <laughs> me for more, just let me know. Um, but, um, yeah, Spitzbarth, I think, deserves to be in that pen more than some of those guys we got there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for my last pick, save the best for last. I got to go with Spitzy, too. And that, cool. I think that's an obvious among all. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I'll give you I'll give you a stupid uh, I'm dreaming wild card. But uh, you know what? I don't care. He's been great all season. And that is Matt Matthew Frazier. He just got called up to Triple A. He's been he's been destroying it in tri- or in Single A all year. But you know what? Why why the hell not? Um, you know he's twenty three. I I'll say this. Uh, Northside Notch the blog. Well, he's not really a blog anymore, but he's on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter. He does stuff with uh, North Shore Nine. That's uh, I think it's Jim Rosati. He made a good point on Twitter in saying that some of these guys, some of these college bats that were drafted in 2019, they um, they had a lost season last year. They didn't have a full minor league season. They didn't have a minor league season at all. And so this is his first minor league season. He is 23, but uh, you know he's been he's been great. So. Bring him up to the majors. I don't really care. Once again, he's not like a top high-end prospect. He could be at some point if he keeps hitting like this. But uh, why the hell not? Just see what he's got in the majors. Just throw some juice. Give some fans some juice. 
let's see what he got. So that's not an actual series pick. I don't expect it to, to see that happen. But honestly, if it did, I wouldn't be against uh, Matthew Frazier. Probably, he's probably going to be the minor league player of the year, if I had to guess, in the organization. Which, when you look at some of these prospects, that's saying a lot. But uh, give me him. I don't care. No, you have every right to say that, and I, I think he backs it up. I mean, dude's been on a hitting tear and immediately comes up to Altoona and puts up multi-hit performance after multi-hit performance, triples home runs. Like, he ain't just – he ain't slacking around. He's coming in with a vengeance, and he's he's doing his job, and then, then some. So it wouldn't be surprising to see possibly Charrington giving him the nod this year, if not – Maybe uh, look in spring training. Maybe add him to the 40-man in the offseason. We get his yeah. look in spring training. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a stupid pick at all. I think that's actually a really good idea. Um, but I think that with the season being lost, I don't think they want to waste his service time a little bit. So I Agreed. think we might have to wait a little bit before we see Frazier. But no, nah, not a, it's not outlandish at all to say that we should that we could possibly see Frazier up in the MLB uh, here soon. But, I mean, we all know how Charrington feels about guys named Frazier. You do good. Bye-bye. You do good. And I will say, uh, this is kind of just like a Frazier love fest, but in his 20 plate appearances so far in Altoona, he's got five extra base hits. He had his first Altoona home run, and I don't know if you saw that highlight, but it was really impressive. It was like a fastball on the inner third, and he inside-outed it out to the left center for an opposite field home run. It was really impressive to watch. He's also got two triples and two doubles already. He's got more extra base hits then singles in 20 plate appearances. Once again, 20 plate appearances. Like, that is, like, you know, six games or whatever. So I'm not going to, like, claim him to be the next Mickey Mantle. But he's been really great this year. And when you look at his single-A stats, he was a 300, 400, 500, almost 600 guy. 20 home runs there. Walked a lot. I'm I'm excited for what he's got. And uh, that's my final, like, the dream to see to see. If, if it, that would actually happen type pick. But uh, mostly I just wanted to talk about how great he's been. And uh, one last thing before we hop off here. Henry Davis, number one overall pick, promoted to the Grasshoppers today. High A. Give me quick thoughts on that before we get out of here. I'm surprised, honestly. I mean, he dude's been tearing it up, but I think this is a bit of a quick promotion uh, for the number one draft pick of this year. I don't think I've ever seen somebody bumped up that fast to, to high A after rookie ball, but... I, I'm glad for him. I'm, go ahead. I said he wasn't even drafted a month ago. So, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that just speaks to what he's doing down there in uh, rookie ball. So, I'm excited to see what he does as a grasshopper. Him and Nick Gonzalez are on the same team. Thank God it looks good. And yeah. I can't wait to see how it goes. Yes. All right, before we go, one last thing. Just looking at the schedule here. The Pirates have three games hosting Milwaukee this weekend. Then they go to the Dodgers, three at the Dodgers, and then three at St. Louis. So those are nine really tough games. I'm going to ask you this right before we sign off. The losing streak is at eight right now. And I'm going to say, is that going to go over under 11 and a half games? Over. Over 11 and a half games. So you think they're getting swept by Milwaukee, and then they're going to lose the first one at Los Angeles. Honestly, there's a chance that this creeps up another seven or so, and we're talking about a 15-plus game losing streak just looking at the schedule alone. But, uh, yeah, I agree. All right, Jake, where can we find you on Twitter before we get out of here? You can find me at underscore Radio Jake on Twitter. Awesome. Find me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch, H-U-R-S-H. And, of course, follow Buck's Dugout on Twitter 
at Bucks Dugout. Uh, we'll be back Sunday, and I'm just going to tease it right now. Since the season pretty much is sad to watch, we're trying to do some gimmicks, and we're probably going to have a little mini draft on Sunday after the game. We're going to draft the most irrelevant Pirates first baseman since the year 2000. So uh, if you have some names yourselves, you can uh, you can throw them out to us. But that is going to be our draft Sunday afternoon, and uh, that's going to be really fun, Jake. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to do that. I was researching today, actually. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of names that you totally forgot about, and I did too. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get it rocking with that. All right, everyone, have a great rest of your day, and uh, go Buckos. Peace out. Oh.